Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. And we've got a topic today that I think, is this is this a summer activity? Would you say this is a summer activity? Not really. Uh, no. You could. Maybe, maybe if you're trying to beat the heat. Yeah, I would say more of a, I don't know if there's a season for it. Maybe it's an all-season thing. Yeah, or year-round. But, but summer, whenever you have some extra time, this might be an activity that, that increases. Maybe, maybe we'll look into that during the tra- topic transition if it's a summer activity, if uh, this sort of industry goes up or increases sales and revenue during the summer. We'll look yeah. into that. But before we get to that, DJ, we would be remiss if we did not discuss a little bit about the BGA event that just happened this Man. past week. The disasters. It was huge. Uh, got some really good coverage from local news, uh, the no- local news station WPSD Local 6. Yeah. Blake Sandlin did a phenomenal job with a story on what we do uh, usually twice a year during the summers. Yeah. Uh, we've got the disasters and then, of course, coming up in this next month, the BGA Championship. Yeah. But, DJ, you came in third place. I did. Why don't you, for those people that maybe are listening or maybe have even tuned in uh, because they followed All You Need to Know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that thing, maybe they're tuning in to this episode because they're like, okay, I really liked what that was about. Let's see what this is about. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what it means to be a member of the BGA yeah. and then, of course, wake up. Uh, on the tournament day like the disasters and actually play and compete yeah. for a title well um i will say i have gotten to the point where i feel like uh kind of a uh the bga's form of ricky fowler mm-hmm. i always seem to hang around that top three to seven spots but i can't seem to get over the hump break but, through yeah uh no being a being a member of the bga uh it's like a fraternity um we have a close tight-knit group of uh, friends that are accepted in and we seem to gain a few more each and every year uh, so we're growing about like the liv right now which we're is nice the bga is at over 20 members and of course every single year that this happens there's an increase in i guess interest yeah and people are reaching out seeing if they can play yeah and so uh, as the commissioner of the bga mm-hmm. i am considering doing a public qualifier uh, possibly the night before the tournament to see oh. if, if we could add in a couple more spots. That's but, awesome. But yeah. go ahead. And we talked about, uh, one of our members mentioned the idea of having a champion's dinner, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, would kind of just be like you and Jay Nemo well, right now. And that's that's the, I, I didn't want to mention it. For, for those, well, I'll mention it. I don't have any problem mentioning it. For those listening who tuned in and maybe kept up with the BGA uh, the disasters mm-hmm. uh, from this past weekend. Um, Quinn won again. And how many titles is, is that for you between the disasters and the BGA championship? Well, I was looking at the, the 2021 BGA championship trophy right up there, which will uh, for for this year be the trophy. Uh, so it's going to, okay. I think that's going to be a rotating trophy like the lime green jacket. I like it. Um, I like it. But it's, it's not something that I enjoy doing. Whenever I was, whenever the lime green jacket was placed on my, uh, on my torso, and I was given the championship trophy. I apologize to everyone because I just no, I feel bad. Imagine if you 
just went to Hobby Lobby and hot glued a bunch of stuff together and then put first place on it, and then you just put it up in your room somewhere. I, I don't doubt that it might feel a little strange uh, getting that trophy for yourself mm-hmm. almost is probably what that feels like. But nonetheless, we're talking about like a Tiger Woods-esque kind of run the past few years between the disasters and the BGA championships. Yeah, but... And Jay Nimmo kind of comes in with like a Phil Mickelson throwing a couple of majors in there between. Uh, but, and then, you know, we have some good... Like this year, uh, I had a rough first round. And then kind of shot three over the first round, three under the second round. So I go into the last round even, but I'm nine shots back. So it's really just, hey, let's see if we can put something low out there yeah. and see if some guys will fall back. And I did. I put I shot 65, 7 under the last round uh, and just so happened to finish like six shots off the lead. So I gained on the guys in the leader group, uh, even past one of them. Right. But uh, it's it, – I, I will get there. It's just – it's a fun day. Uh, and, yeah. and on my end, it, it does take a little bit of work to put everything together and organize stuff. This year, of course, we had live scoring for the first time, and I think yeah. that really worked out well. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but – that day that whenever the the tournament actually comes it's like christmas morning yeah i mean you wake up you're excited to get out of bed it's a saturday and you're getting up at 6 30 yeah uh probably even earlier than that it's just a really fun event um and and, and then to see it on the on the local news station yeah. was just it was just hilarious and blake sandlin like i mentioned earlier did such a great job with that well and the cool thing the funny thing is, is it's always like all right who's gonna be the one that, that shows up late and a lot of times there for a couple of years it was me sure i, yeah. I would have uh long friday nights the night before mm-hmm. and uh i would really struggle through the first couple of rounds uh with it being so early and a lot of times so hot in the middle of june yes. july too yeah. uh this year it was our good friend teddy win mm-hmm. uh teddy showed up late and i, f- I want to tell this story so that the people listening can hear it teddy shows up late and Teddy says, uh, uh, I, I'd have been here earlier, but I got pulled over on the way here. I was like, oh, geez, man, did you get a ticket? He said, no, nah, I told him my sister was in the hospital. Yes. And then <laughs> I was like, goodness, Teddy. And he was dressed up in golf stuff, too. So I'm sure the <laughs> officer was like, oh, so you're yeah. not trying to make an early tea time. Huh? Yeah. But he he had no idea. I hope I hope they, uh, the officer didn't see Teddy on TV that night or something. Be like, yeah. Huh, I, that, that guy looks familiar. Son of a... But it's that kind of stuff, the stories that you that you get to, to share behind the scenes of these BGA events that are so fun. But we're not talking about the BGA. No. I, I'm glad that we did touch on it just for people that wanted some more information on it. And then, of course, like I said, the BGA Championship happening uh, this next month, coming up in July. But we're t- we've got a topic that we kind of hinted at earlier. And I think that because there's going to be so much to get to with it, we should go ahead and dive right in. Mm-hmm. So this is episode 224. Today's topic, bowling. Bowling. We looked it up. It's all seasons. All uh, seasons. There are spikes, it looks like, in the winter and the summer. So that makes sense because yeah. summer you've got some more free time, and then the winter there's not a lot to do. Yeah. So maybe you just go bowling. Yeah. Well, and you also have your spikes like around New Year's Eve. Mm. Uh, I know we used to get together every now and then. Uh, we did it a couple of years. We'd go on New Year's Eve, and we'd glow bowl. Uh, there until midnight. You jumped. You jumped onto the glow ball conversation a little I bit. I know. Early. I know. It was. It was quick. But we'll talk about glow bowling here in a little bit. But bowling in general, um, bowling for soup, a good band from the nineties. 
No. No? They I've weren't? I've never heard of them. Okay. They sang 1985. Nope. Never heard of it. Yes, you have. Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was U2 and Blondie, music still on MTV. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know the so song. So you know the song. One Hit Wonder? Maybe. Bowling for Soup, not the, the topic today. We're just talking about bowling in general. It's a, uh, it's a pastime for most, but then there is yeah. a professional bowling league, and yeah. I always love watching professional bowling sometimes it's on you know espn classic it's incredible what they do they throw it on like espn ocho uh of course i can't we can't talk about professional bowling without talking about the viral clip that pops up now and again oh and uh the guy bowling a strike turning around and yelling who do you think you are i am yeah who do you think you are i am i love him i love him no no i can't remember that guy's name but yeah he's just the bowling guy but what about bowling, DJ, draws people in? Because it is, it, it's usually not too expensive to play, and you can usually get some a group of friends together. And, of course, nowadays they're, they're building these bowling alleys where you can order food and drinks yeah. while you bowl. Yeah. So talk a little bit about why you would choose to bowl rather than do anything else. Uh, well, bowling is something that you usually do at night. So uh, that kind of, it, it's an activity that you choose to do um, whenever it's not light outside most of the time. Yeah. Some people may bowl during the day, but, you know, it's a little Is it weird sad to bowl during yeah, the day? It is. That's a good poll question. Is. Uh, and then, I don't know what, I mean, it's kind of laid back. There's some leisure time. Like, as long as you have enough people, like, if you've got a group of six or eight people that are bowling, then you can bowl, do your thing, and then you get to socialize for a little bit, and then you get up and bowl and do your thing. And you socialize for a little bit. And so it's a good way to just kind of hang out but still have something to do rather than just sitting there and staring at each other's faces and yeah. talking. And, God, I don't want to do that, that's no. for sure. What is it about bowling, though? Because sometimes whenever you're a competitive person, I would say, like you or, or myself, yeah, uh, bowling is supposed to be a kind of a fun leisure activity where you just kind of throw a ball down the lane and see what happens. If we're determining um, a winner, I'm getting, I'm going after it. Yeah. So how? Let, let's go ahead and for those people that are listening and, and wondering and maybe struggling with the same issue, what advice can you give them to kind of try to calm down and just enjoy it more than trying to win and yell at the people that you're there with? Mm, you know, I don't know. I haven't mastered that yet. Okay, so you're the one that yells at people. I don't says, know if I... Suck it, Kathy. Well, I, I've been known to tell Kathy to suck it from time to time. Yeah. Um, but Nice gutter ball, Larry. Well, I'm usually good, and just my frustration comes within, not outward towards other people uh, when I'm not bowling to my expectation. Uh, but there are times, you know, people start talking a little smack. And, uh, yeah, then, then we kind of we get into a back-and-forth situation, and I try to annihilate you. I'm also probably the most inconsistent bowler mm. of all time. I can go bowling twice in one week, and my goal usually is to break 100. Now, I have bowled all the way up into, like, the 180s. Sure. But I've also bowled to where, like, I finished with about 65. I'd, I'd say for the average uh, bowler... For someone that doesn't bowl a lot but mm -hmm. likes to bowl, their goal is to get over 100. Yeah. Uh, of course, a perfect game is 300. And I will say, there was, uh, the last time I was at a bowling alley in Murray, Kentucky, they mm -hmm. have a really nice one. Yeah. Uh, Corvette Lanes. Corvette Lanes. Really cool. There was a guy a couple lanes down that was going into the ninth frame with a perfect game. 
and everyone kind of started to like, oh my God, this guy's this guy's gonna do it. He's gonna bowl a three hundred, and he bowls the ninth strike. Oh God! Gets to the tenth, right? And everybody's like, oh my God, they're on the edge of their seats. You know, I I even put down my nachos and my beer, and I walked over to yeah. to, to look at it, and he it, it was like a that that tenth frame he he, he bowled it. it and it hit one of the one of the last two pins was wobbling and I think if the one pin would have fallen over it would have hit Both. the other pin it would have oh. been a strike and he left two pins up and was that close to a perfect game. Do you oh. think that he was able to sleep that night? No, no. I th- I think he probably lost sleep for days and probably I don't know if you've. Uh, oh, what is that movie with Woody Harrelson? There are a lot of movies with Woody. Well, Harrison, it's a yeah. bowling movie. It's about like he's the trying big Lebowski. No, is that a bowling movie? I thought it was. Did they bowl in that movie? I'm pretty sure. Seems like I have seen video. Anyway. Semi pro. No. Um, Woody Harrelson movies. I cannot. White something. man can't jump. Something pin. Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I could. I don't know why I couldn't think. Yeah, of Kingpin. Um. No, so it's I don't know where I was going with that now. I guess okay. so. Well, Woody depth. Harrelson is in the movie Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, yeah and it's it is about a, bowling. Yeah. There we go. Uh, it, we were I talking think, about bowling three hundreds and and how rare that is and how the guy that I was happened to be at the bowling alley at the same time of almost yeah. bowled a three hundred and he was just so close. He got to the tenth frame with all strikes and then blew it. No, I think I think you don't. You're not able to sleep after that. Mm-hmm. You're uh, you're probably just. You're probably going to start bowling a lot more trying to chase that feeling and that adrenaline rush. And he was the type that didn't put his fingers in the holes. He held the ball actually underneath and to the left a little bit. It wasn't an underneath center. It was an underneath to the left. Then he, of course, rocked it back, pushed it forward, released it high. So kind of like he's throwing up his right hand Mm -hmm. to raise his hand. And then the ball started in the middle curved ever so slightly to that right uh, side of the lane, probably was doing a little window shopping with the gutter, right? Yeah. And then comes right back and goes into the middle of the pin. You don't want to hit that, that pin dead center. No, you got to hit, hit just to the, the side right. or the right or, the right or left. left. Yeah, yeah, depending on, yeah. And he was just doing that all day long, of course, until he got to the 10th frame. How, how do you bowl? How do you hold the ball? I like to, I like to go, uh, I don't know necessarily what the names of my fingers are, but it's a middle finger and then I guess a ring finger with the thumb in the hole. Yeah. And That's... and that index finger kind of allows me to release it. Um, and, and I like to, I don't do any spinning. I just kind of look at the, the little arrows on the, on the lane and I'm like, I want to hit that right there. I've been told that you want to stare at the arrows, not the pins. Yeah. That kind of helps with accuracy. Yeah. And I just, I try to chuck that thing as hard as I can yeah. and uh, hit those pins real hard. Yeah, make them, yeah. Make them, make them clap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Make them clap. Give them a round of applause. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hold it. So I go ring finger and middle finger in, yeah. the, in the two-hole slot. Okay. And then I go no thumb. No thumb. No thumb. Thumb out. Thumb out. Okay. All right. And then the goal is always to, like, Kind of like Wii bowling. You, uh-huh. you click over to the like the second arrow to the right. Try to bring it back. And then try to bring it back. So I try to roll it down that line, and I turn my thumb straight up in the air is the goal. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to spin back. Now, somebody taught me how to do that when I was in about 7th or 8th grade, and now I can't bowl any other way. And it's one of those things is like either it's on and then it's working yeah. or it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, this is some riveting stuff talking uh, about how we throw a bowling ball. You go heavy or light. I, I'm a I'm a medium. I, medium. I don't get it. I don't get anything where I'm struggling to pick it up off of the uh, off of that little rack. No, no, the people who use 15s and 16s are just you know. How about if we're if we're talking about the experience of bowling? Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, the bowling shoes not my favorite, and I think it's a scam. I, I think for I could, sure. I think I could bowl in my own shoes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you can do that. Uh, and then one other thing that is just so satisfying for some reason is the sound that the ball makes as it returns back to you from uh, after you bowled it, right? Yeah. So you, you bowl it down the lane, hits the pins, the pins come down, they pick them up, they sweep them off, they put yeah. new pins down. And then about that time, the ball comes back and you hear it like clunk, like clunk, yep. clunk, and then yep. it comes out and it rolls up back to you. And yeah. you just, I don't know what it is about that, but yeah, it's just it is such satisfying. a nice sound. I, and I tell you, another part of the experience there too is the sometimes your ball doesn't come back. Yeah. Sometimes stuff goes Where wrong. Where did it go? It gets stuck. Yeah. And then you got one of the workers who just like jets out between the lanes, and that always amazed me because I would bust my face open mm-hmm. if I tried to walk the plane. Yeah, there. they just kind of shimmy out, and then uh, once they get back to the pins, they do something. They hit yeah. something with a hammer, then all of a sudden the pins go back, and then the ball pops out. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if that was that was sorcery. Yeah, the sorcery. That was, magic, or that was actually some yeah. sort of mechanical issue, but I just. I, I don't understand the, the part, number one, where your ball doesn't come back because I'm assuming that it's just one thing connected to this one lane. Mm-hmm. So that's always kind of weird if, like, the tubes down there are getting crossed. But then the pins. Occasionally, there will be an error with the pins. Yeah. And you have to call an attendant or go up to the front and say, hey, the pins aren't working on lane seven. Yeah. And they go, okay, we'll, we'll take care of it. And... That part of the experience is one of my least favorites, right? Right. Because, of course, people are going to make mistakes. Machines are going to make mistakes. That's right. But if I'm paying $10 to bowl, that's right. that lane better be working. Yeah, that's and right. And that might sound a little arrogant, eh. but that's all I'm asking. Why don't Do you think that they check the lanes before, like in between bowling sessions? Yeah. No? Not a chance. It seems like... If you built a bowling alley, once you build it, of course, they will come. But once you build it, that's pretty much all of your expenses. There's not a lot that you have to do. I feel like you're you're making a lot of profit. Well, I know, like, you got to wax the lanes. And if you got yeah. a place where you're serving food and, and drinks, you got to have, like, a bar set up and, mm-hmm. and, and a kitchen. And uh, almost all bowling alleys that I've ever been to, they got the game room. Yeah, uh, like so, game but room. but all that stuff is pretty self-sufficient, right? And that's besides the kitchen. I stuff. was actually going to say bowling alleys themselves, even the nicer ones, mm-hmm. still seem a little dark and dingy. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not so sure that bowling alleys are not like the world's top front for a money laundering business. Maybe so. And that's the one thing: you, you, dark, dingy. Then they turn the glow ball on. You see that the black glow light. Ball. Sometimes that black light reveals some stuff that you wish you wouldn't have seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of yeah, gross. Stuff happens. In, stuff in does a happen alley. at a bowling alley. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, there are some bowling alleys that are better than others. That's for sure. Uh, the one in Murray, Kentucky, very nice. I'd yeah. say that one's pretty clean. Yeah. Uh, there used to be one in Paducah called Riverport Bowling, and that was a little gross. I don't know if you ever went to that one. I went to one that was out by Noble Park. Is that the one you're talking uh, about? Yeah. No, that or was that one was mm-hmm. that was which Riverport. one's Cardinal Lanes? That's in Mayfield, I think. That one's yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, if Cardinal Lanes wants to be a sponsor of our podcast, That's feel right. free to reach out to us. Yeah. It's one of the nicest bowling alleys I've ever been to. Yeah. But I used to really like Riverport Bowling, and for some reason, I always just thought it would make sense for my dad to buy it because it went out of business at some point. And I was like, well, I don't know why it went out of business. It's a bowling alley. Yeah. People were there. So I always just tried to encourage my dad, you know, not to drop the business that he's taking care of, but just move his business to the bowling alley and run his business out of the bowling alley and then also make right. additional revenue from bowling. There you go. Doesn't seem like a bad idea. No, that's definitely, it could have made it work for yeah. sure. You mentioned um, Glow Bowling. I did. We can go ahead and talk about Glow Bowling. I that's fine. I don't like it. Why not? Well, like you said, black light comes on. It gets even darker and dingier. Right. Messes messes up my depth perception for sure. Me messes up the depth perception because you can't I see bowl, the lane. Yeah, I bowl maybe ten less if it's global. And I would say it's always the things like, oh, if you get the orange pin, the pin in the front, and you get a strike, it's a free round of bowl. I've never seen anybody really? do it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, I think that with global link now, it may not be everywhere, but in several places, I think if the orange neon pin is in the front. Uh -huh. And you get a strike, you get a free game. Isn't that something? Yeah, but I've never seen anybody do it. It's, well, I think it's rigged. It's probably one of the, like the carnival games where it looks like it's pretty easy, but then you kind of learn about it on the back end, and you're like, oh, it's not really possible to do this. I think if you're going to light up the pins, you got to light up the alley. But then it's not the glow lane. bowling. Well, anytime I've been glow bowling, it usually shoots or projects some sort of light onto the lane. It looks like uh, like a road. The one in Murray, Kentucky really? makes it look like a road, and that's kind of cool. I like that, but I, I feel the same way. It's just, I sometimes if the glow bowling thing pops on, I, I, I go up and ask him to turn it back off. Yeah. I say, hey, can you turn the lights back on? We're all enjoying this, yeah. you know. Despite the clap, the clapping and laughter and oohs and ahs whenever you changed it from regular bowling to glow bowling, yeah. people will enjoy the bowling more if you just change it back. Right. Of course, they never do because I'm a singular person offering my opinion. Yeah. But you would think that they would listen to me. You would think the customer's always right. There's a lot of times that bowling alleys don't listen to their customers. Okay. And, you know, well, I've only met one person ever that's worked at a bowling alley that's seemed happy uh -huh. and, and energetic, and that was our, our boy Keegs. Our friend Keegan, uh, yeah. Ke Keegs worked at the Corvette Lanes for a while, and he had that place hopping. Yeah. I mean, it was... People you knew couldn't, his name. You couldn't get a lane in that place. No, you could Keegan not get a lane. Uh, uh -uh. Now you walk in at any point in time. Yeah, that's and, true. That's so true. They'll be having a but tournament out there. Go still. ahead and uh, elaborate a little bit on people at bowling alleys don't listen to their customers. What do you mean by that? I, that was kind of an interesting point. I, I mean, from the start to the finish, you know, I, I've had uh, I've had situations where uh, I pay, and they're like, what size shoe you wear? Like, well, I know these shoes run a little big, so give me a 10 and a half. We don't have 10 and a half. Okay. Um, well, give me an 11 then. We don't have 11. All right, what do you have? Give me what you have that you think will fit my foot according a, to what I have told you. You've got a women's seven. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to wear a women's seven. So, I mean, but then that's you say, then you start. say, well, can I just wear my shoes? No. Uh -uh. No, no, no. You got to wear our shoes. Yeah. So it yeah, doesn't make any sense. That's a good pull the shoes question. Shoes don't make any sense. Do they ever have your shoe size yeah. at the bowling alley? Or another good pull question, which we can't have too many pull questions, but. Do bowling shoes always run a half size big? Always. Sometimes a full size big. 
That's a, we'll have to. Because I'm going to have size down, and them suckers are still. I mean, they're like clown shoes. We'll have to determine. Why do they which, have to be colored like that? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I, red and black, or red. Why don't and they tan? just make them like white? Or I mean, I feel like that would be kind of nice if it was just white. Yeah. I don't know. Even just black. I don't know. But yeah, the the design, not good. They don't look good. Do you think that? There is one company that holds kind of a monopoly in the bowling shoes business. Do you think that there are a lot of different companies pumping out bowling shoes? Because how often do you think people, I, I guarantee you that whenever Corvette Lanes opened in Murray, they're using the same shoes that they started with. Yeah, I think that all of the bowling shoes that have ever been made are the only ones that will ever be made. I don't think right. they're making them anymore. There's not a big market for them. No, I think when a new bowling alley opens up, they just buy them in bulk off of eBay or something. That's true. From a bowling alley that shut down. It's just, it's not good. The shoes are bad. Um, what else? You know, a lot of times, hey, my pins aren't working <laughs> on lane seven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it'll, I mean, you're waiting five minutes because the, they're checking yeah. other people out. There's, it's like, hey. Checking listen. other people out? You well, mean like, hey, baby, how you doing? Uh, or like well, they're checking people out like, what size shoe do you wear? You can go to this lane. Which both, one did you mean? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes to both. Um, okay. It's just it's frustrating to have to sit and wait. You're in the middle of a game. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you go in and you're like, hey, everybody's going bowling. It'll be a good time. And then by the time you get done with the first game, or out of your group of 10, a lot of times there's like two people who are like, you want to play another game? And everybody else is like, oh, okay. God. So let's talk, sure. about, let's talk about this because depending on how many people you have, I think usually determines how many games you play because I am at max playing two games of, right. of bowling. Yeah. If people want to go to a third, I say I'm good. I don't want to play anymore. Most of the time, my wrist is hurting by that point. Right. I have some wrist pain. So I'm just kind of watching out for my wrist. Yeah. But again, it's like I do two things of bowling, and I've had enough bowling for a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's – I think e even, I'm good for two games as yeah. long as there are six people or less. If there's yeah. any more than six people, then uh -huh. the game starts taking a while. Then it takes too long. It takes too long. People start kind of checking out too because yeah. – they, they do theirs, and then they go off to the arcade, or they go yeah. get a, some food, and then everybody's like, where's Randy? Yeah, tell you, and Randy's then, up. Where's Randy? Randy? Randy! You kind of call out for Randy, and, yeah. and you see him over there talking to his old yeah, friend. He's flirting with the cocktail waitress yeah. in the corner by the pool table. Sucking down some... Uh, chili dogs. Some chili dogs, yeah. yeah so That's something we got to talk Randy. about at some point. That's not anything to do with this episode. Bowling, but, bowling alley food. Well, bowling alley food, we can get to that in a second. We're too. not we're not done with the games part of the conversation though yet no. because I think one game isn't enough, but two games is too many. Would it be possible to just bowl one and a half games? Yeah, and just make a five and frame then just game. Leave? I think well, I don't know how they would like that. But I then really you're paying care. for two games and not paying or playing it, for playing for the whole. They two definitely it games, should be so. like a lunch special. Like, hey, do you want the you want the dinner plate or the lunch plate uh -huh. of that? Yeah. You want a half order, full order. That's uh, true. That's you definitely true. should be. I want to play one and a half games. Make the second game a five frame game. But you're so right. It's just you you get through that first game and then everybody looks around like, hey, you guys want to play another one? And everybody's like, mm. yeah. and then like a couple of people are like, come on, let's yeah. play another one. And they give a guy, okay, we'll play another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And then you play that second one, and everybody's just like, ugh, I wish we wouldn't have done this. Well, normally what happens to me is I'll bowl, like, uh -huh. for the first seven frames. And then I get going the last three, and I'm like, okay, now we got to play another game now, because I, I, I've got this thing going. 
I, I figured yeah. it out. And then I, I bowl well for like the first four or five frames of the next game, and then my wrist starts hurting, my arm gets tired, about showing my, uh, throwing my shoulder out yeah. of socket. We've talked about this before. You see rapid improvement mm-hmm. from your first game to your second game, and then if you play the third, you, you kind of get the hang of things at that point. So how hard do you think it is to become a professional bowler? I mean, if, if I play once every three months and I can bowl over 100, you'd have to think that if I just bowled every single day once, like just a 10-frame game, then I would be pretty decent or close to a professional, correct? I don't know. I don't know exactly how that, like, obviously. It's just repetition. You can, you can tell a huge difference between, like, a, a professional athlete in other sports and amateur athletes. Yeah. But bowling is one of those things, like you said, maybe somebody who is decent, has decent hand-eye coordination, and they kind of get the gist of the game and some strategy. Right. There aren't, there aren't any variables, especially right. if you bring your own ball. There's no defense. Uh, you're not playing in an atmosphere, like, home and away where you're going to be better in one place than the other. I would say most bowling lanes are the same. So with that being said, if I were to just buy my own bowling ball, really Mm -hmm. get used to that weight and then kind of practice technique and maybe put a couple hours a day into it, I think I could go professional. Think so. I mean, well, that's just speaking in a generality, but it's just hard to think that it would take a lot to become a professional bowler. Well, and you you also got to think like there's more to it than just, getting strikes more often yeah right like you got to be able to pick up some splits yeah and um, which so splits. like i would never be able to do that i don't no. think it would take years Seven ten split yeah and cool. i it's, you know i just i don't care enough to put that much time into no it. no but whenever you do hit a split and you're an amateur oh. bowler that feels better than a strike oh if for you're sure. able, if you're able to sling a ball down and watch it roll watch it glide it kind of glides more it than does it rolls. yeah it glides down nicks the left side of the pin on the left side and then it kicks the pin up hits the right pin and you just hit a split yeah that's happened to me maybe three times in my life i can't remember it and it it is such a good feeling yeah because of course number one you surprise yourself you say holy smokes i just did that yeah then you turn around to the applause you did it on purpose yeah the applause and the you know the oohs and ahs from the crowd that is is of course you know gathered to watch ladies coming up what yeah signer breasts and okay stuff. probably not that but talking about bowling has really made me want to go bowling and it would have been a good idea to possibly do this from a bowling alley oh, and have the have the background noise of a bowling alley yeah maybe right here i'll download some ambient noise here and we'll throw it in and just see how it sounds for a couple of minutes I and like just it. like pins in the background crashing oh man it There's is a satisfying like noise. Sounds like thunder, right? Yeah. Remember whenever you were a kid and maybe your parents or something, someone, some crazy person said, hey, thunder is just God bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard it. I never believed it. Yeah. Even at a young age, I was like, wow, good for you. Okay. You're you crazy. Saw, you saw right through it. You're crazy. Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. Hey, earlier you said, ah, what else? Do you think that's a good thing to say on a podcast? Because it just made me feel like we're just reaching. Some people might be listening to this and saying, they're really running out of ideas if they're talking about bowling (laughs) for 35 minutes. So is that bad if we're sitting here going, ah, what else? Let's see. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So 
you I think you were about to touch on something right uh, before I said, well, we haven't talked about the games of bowling enough. Do you remember exactly what it seemed like a light bulb came on and you were going to discuss something? Is that still there? We were talk maybe going to talk about bowling food real quick. Uh, yeah, we had talked about. Well, one thing I was going to say earlier was um, we said something about sucking on a chili dog. Oh. I think we need to break down in an episode at some point. Uh, John Mellencamp's uh, mm. Jack and Diane sucking on chili dog. Why is such anybody random, sucking on a chili dog? Such a random lyric too. It it, it feels like that wasn't the first that. Maybe it wasn't the first draft, or maybe it was the first draft of that song. Yeah. And his producers were like, can we change this to something else? And he was just super passionate. He's like, no, we're keeping it. I yeah. like chili dogs. Yeah. That's cool. a good point, though. Yeah, you know the, the producers in the, in the studio had to be like, he's sucking on a chili dog. And, and they like, looked at each other like, what, the, what and, did and he they, just... And he was like, hold on, I didn't like it. Let's try it again. And then yeah. he's like, three, two, one. Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. And he's like, how's that? And they're like... Well, the lyrics are terrible, but <laughs> I guess the vocals were pretty good. Stuff like that. You like the way it sounds? No. Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. So maybe John Mellencamp has been to a bowling alley and he's sucked down a chili dog. I'm and maybe sure that's, he has. that's where that came from. You don't he... eat a bowling alley chi uh, chili dog. No. That should be one of the number one rules. What, what is safe to order? If we're talking about bowling well, alley food. Okay, so the bowling alley that we've been discussing a lot in Murray is actually nice. It's got like a restaurant area. Right. It has a really fancy restaurant above the bowling alley yeah. called The Alley. Yeah. And it's a, that's a beautiful restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been up there. I thought it closed. Is well, it it's, it's, I don't know. I don't really know. But anytime that it has been open and I've been, it's been just phenomenal. But this is just a kind of a, an ad for the alley and Corvette yeah. Lanes today, but that's yeah. fine. What I was going to say is that most bowling alleys are not as nice as far as the food options. I'm thinking of a classic bowling alley as you go up to this rinky-dink little snack shack, and they've got maybe a nacho cheese machine. They've got tortilla chips. They've got a hot dog roller. They've got an, a, a real old, crusty thing, a chili that's just kind yeah. of been sitting there for you don't know how long. Yeah. Maybe some candies. Uh, what are some other maybe classic bowling alley foods that you could think of? Sometimes you can get a quesadilla. Maybe. Maybe. Um, or a little burger. Maybe they a lot got of times a they'll grill. have, like, you know, your fried goods. Your, maybe they've got a George sticks. Foreman. Yeah. Some fried stuff. And that's just gross because then you, your hands get all greasy or cheesy or just all – there's, like, chili stains on your hands, and then you stick your fingers in a bowling ball that's, you know, 100 other people have used. Yeah. yeah. So – Let's end it on that. I think as we both grimace, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> I think that that will be uh, enough about bowling alleys. Yeah. And there there are some things that we definitely didn't get to, but that's why we do this because we leave it open. And then if someone listens to this and they say, you know, they didn't talk about this. And so then they go up to a friend and they say, hey, let's go bowling or let's talk about bowling over dinner. Want to go get a cup of coffee? Yeah. Let's talk about bowling. And then they talk about all the things we talked about. And, and even yeah. even more. Yeah. yeah. So that's the beautiful part about All You Need to Know. And that's why we're going to stop right here. Any other statements, DJ? Not a one. Okay. Well, this has been AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pitt. I just... Hold on. I'd kind of mess that up. This has been AYN2K. And then we say our names and I say, and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Is that fine? 
I, okay. I, I didn't even notice. This has been A-Line 2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pitt. And that is All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.